Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Pull Up a Stump, Surviving and Thriving Life Nowadays. I'm your host, Cassie Pittman, and today we're doing something a little different. So I know, like what, it's a lot of um, the towns and like cities and provinces, whatever, around me has officially gotten their first snowfall. Um, it's cold as shit outside. The trees are not just turning colors now. Now the leaves are gone. I'm staring at my tree outside of my office and it has like four leaves left on it. Um, the sky is gray and cloudy and all that stuff that just happens around this time of the year. But also this time of the year, I know brings on um, like some seasonal depression or like some just like blues and you know we're not everybody's as happy as they were when it was plus 30 and sunny so I figured what a better time than to just share kind of like a wacky freaking love story from my life like when I look back and I think about this point in my life I'm like what? Like that happened to me? Like, it's just nuts. And like, whenever I tell someone, they're like, what? You went to Bali, Indonesia. Keep in mind, I live in Canada. So this is the other side of the world. You went to Bali, Indonesia with a man that you'd known for like, (laughs) I can't remember the exact dates. I'm sure if I looked it up, but it was like a month, month and a half. And I knew this guy. And you went there completely for free. <laughs> like, what kind of freaking sex trade were you in? No. <laughs> um, I think back on it and I'm like, oh my God, like what a wacky time in my life. And I look back at a lot of my life and I'm like, oh, just like not filled with the greatest of memories. But this point, I'm just like, this is stuff that you hear. Like, this is like stuff from books or something. And so I figured, yeah. We're just going to, we're just going to share this funny story because if I can do anything today, I hope I give you a little bit of a chuckle. Um, yeah, so (laughs) let's just, let's just dive on into it. Um, yeah, pretty much that I, so let's get back to, I guess, how we met. So this guy that I'm talking about did end up being my boyfriend for, I don't know, we dated for like, uh, I think it was like four or five months by the end of it. Um, six months, maybe. I don't know. And it was pretty short. It was one of those very short, very intense, very hot and heavy relationships that just stopped as quickly as it started kind of thing. Um, you know, so I will say though, I have never, ever in my life fallen in love with someone so quickly and so deeply as I did this man. This man, I would have fucking walked off a cliff blindfolded into a river of crocodiles if he told me that he was down in that river. Like I was so in love with this man. Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so we, so at the time, that we met. (laughs) Ah, it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, so this was in 2016. 
Yeah. Let me, let me double check my Snapchat memories here, but I'm pretty sure it was 2016 when I went to Indonesia. 2018. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going down. One second here. One second here. Oh, 2017 was Jamaica with my best friend and her son. 20. Yep, 2016. So August, July and August of 2016 is when this happened. So I was, oh, what the fuck? This is a lot of math for me this early in the morning. I was like 20, 24, no, 20, 22, 23 or something like, I don't know, whatever. I was young, dumb and young, dumb and full of cum. <laughs> quite literally. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it was, I know we've kind of talked about it in the past, but I, it was after my car accident and my life kind of like blew up for a bit. Um, I was in a relationship when my car accident happened and then I, my ex that I was with during that couldn't handle it. And so we ended up breaking up and I was in my healing process, whatever. And then he, I moved out and whatever. And then I used to have like, I used to just be that person that would accept like every single friend request on Facebook. I don't know why. It's like if, if I had like any sort of mutual, but I mean, I used to use my Facebook for a lot of business um, and stuff. Now that's more like towards my Instagram. Um, but I used to use it for a lot of business and a lot of like, um, marketing, uh, sort of like marketing within people within the same industry of me and whatever. Right. So I had a lot of people that I didn't actually know, but were like all around the same thing. And this guy that I'm talking about, he literally freaking looked <laughs> like a Greek God, a tattooed Greek God. Um, and he was on my Facebook and I know, I remember the one day he posted, I'm not going to say his name in this, okay, because he is apparently not doing so well nowadays, unfortunately. Um, and plus, it's just, there's no point. But uh, so this guy, he posted this picture on Facebook and I was just scrolling Facebook and uh, I saw his picture and he looked so damn fine. So I just kind of, I just commented and I was like, goodness, you're handsome. Or like, wow, you're so handsome. Or what a handsome picture or something like that. And then he commented back like, oh yeah, right. Blah, blah, blah. He, he was definitely, okay. Looking back on it now, he's very much, he has a lot of narcissistic tendencies. Um, but he was that kind of guy that like, he was obviously like, super fucking hot. Definitely the hottest, most attractive man I've ever dated in my life. Um, but probably the most attractive man I've ever been with in my life. Um, but he was the one that like, he, it's like he knew he was good looking, but at the same time he didn't like, he wasn't super pompous about it. And so when I was like, Oh, you're so handsome. He was like, Oh yeah, right. You know? And then we ended up like shooting messages back and forth. And then we started like exchanging numbers and this all happened in like a matter of like a week and a half. And then we were like talking over the phone all day, every day. And I was living in Kelowna, British Columbia, and he was living in right around Calgary area in Alberta. So it's like a seven hour drive or like an hour flight. 
And he he made really good money um, at the time, obviously, if you could afford to do what ended up happening. And the one day I remember he was just like, like this is like a week and a half into talking. He's like, I'm going to come see you. And I was like, what? And he's like, I'm just going to come fly and I'm going to come see you. And I was like, um, I work. Like at the point I worked like Monday to Friday. And he's like, well, I'll come see you on the weekend. And I'm like, you're literally, what? We've been talking for like a week and a half. You're going to just come and fly and see me for a week? Oh, okay, if you say so. So that day, like it was like two days after this, he freaking, um, he, uh, sorry, I just got a call from my friend who is calling me at the moment, but um, he freaking flew to uh, to Kelowna. And I remember I was like, he flew on like a Friday. And when he showed up in Kelowna, I still had like two or three hours into my shift, like left of my shift, sorry. And so he ended up just coming to my work and like sitting in my office for like three hours because he'd never really been to Kelowna. He didn't like have any idea what to do or where to go. And he was staying with me. So it's not like he could go like check into his hotel and, you know, whatever. He was staying at my house. So he just kind of hung out at the office. And I remember when I first saw that feeling, okay, I hope that everyone in their life gets to have the feeling that I had when I first freaking saw this man. Like, I don't know. It's like when, okay, you know that show that's on Netflix that's like Love is Blind, you know? Yeah, I knew what he looked like, but like, I'd never actually met him. And I swear a part of me already loved him before I even met him. And so, like, I remember he, like, texted me. He landed, and he was renting a vehicle at the airport. And then I gave him the address to my office. And he texted me. He's like, I'm outside. So I remember I go outside, and I'm, like, shitting my pants. I remember, like, because there was, like, a lock on the gate that I obviously had to unlock to get out. And I remember trying to unlock it. My hands were so shaky. And I unlocked the gate, and there he is. And I'm not even... Oh, I wish... I wish I could show you a picture of this man, but let me just, let me just give you a, give, give you a rundown. Okay. Um, and I am very much into like tattoo your entire body kind of guys. I am a gym person and I love fit, healthy, muscly fucking men, you know, that, whew, whew. so I walk out and here's this man. He's like, I think he was like six one. Like, ish. So, a little bit on the shorter side for me, but that's okay. Made up for things <laughs> in other ways. Um, so, it was, like, 6'1". Dark skin. He was, like, that olive like, darky skin. And he's literally... Well, at the point where we met, he didn't have his throat done. But he, he does now. But um, tattooed, like, basically from, like, the collarbone down. Like, everywhere. Besides his legs. His entire, like, upper torso was just tatted right up. Both arms, his hand. Like, I'm just like, holy fuck. And he's just muscly. I remember he's in this diesel shirt. And it's, like, tight. In, like, the arms and the chest. And, like, his jeans are just, like, tight around his quads. And I'm just like, fuck me. And he has this hat on. And it's, like, perfectly, like, I don't know. I'm not, I hate it when men, like, wear hats too high or anything like I mean the backwards hat's kind of a hot thing like when you're doing stuff but on a, if you're gonna wear a hat on like a regular basis like wear it properly you know hat was like perfectly beard like I'm I love facial hair I literally hate 
no facial hair and it was like this perfectly trimmed like beard where I could still see his jawline really nice white teeth and I remember he just stood out of this like he rented like a suburban or some shit and he looked kind of like gangsta and he gets out and I was just like oh my god how on earth did little old me fucking nail this I'm just like what so I remember I jumped into his arm oh my god hi so and so and it was you know then for the next like three hours he sat in my office and just like watched me work half work because I was a little distracted um and then after I remember we like went back to my house dropped his bags off and kind of just like decided what we were doing next now I'll tell you right now the weirdest thing okay weird because if you know if you go back and listen to my episode about like sober sex and that I talk about how I was when I was drinking in regards to sex. And normally, like, if I found you hot, I would jump your bones if I was drinking. And at that point, I was still drinking. I mean, we never got, like, sloshed or anything because he wasn't a huge drinker or anything. Um, but, you know, we did, like, share a bottle of wine um, both nights that he was there and that. Hung out, at, like, outside in the patio until, like, freaking one in the morning, two in the morning, just talking, like, me sitting in his lap or, like, my legs on his lap. Like, oh, I still have videos in my Snapchat memories of it. And they pop up and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and he slept in the same bed as me, both those. We never had sex that first time he met. And he never, like, really pushed it. And I never, like, it just didn't happen. Like, we were, like, so enthralled with each other and, like, doing things together and going and, like, exploring Kelowna and, like, really getting to know each other that it was almost like by the time nighttime came, we were, like, too exhausted. But, like, we cuddled and kissed and all that stuff, but never had sex. And so I remember him leaving, like, after those two days. And I, I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, fuck. Well, he didn't get what he wanted, sex. In my mind, this is just, like, how, you know, programmed to think. So I'm like, oh, he didn't get what he wanted. So that's probably the last time I'm going to see that big old hunk of perfect man. And then, nope. <laughs> he freaking messages me when he lands. You know, we start talking again. And it just continued, right? Like, it never stopped. Like, we just kept talking. We were talking all day, every day. Sends me pictures, you know, like, posting, which, okay, I'm so weird about this, like, about posting other people on social media, like, my significant other. Like, I think I've just been burnt so many times about posting and then having to go back and fucking delete, like, 50 photos when it inevitably ends that I just don't post people on my social media, regardless of if I'm, like, happy in the relationship or not. Um, so, you know, he's like, so it was kind of weird when I say this, but like at the time it meant a lot. So like, you know, he's like posting me on social media and like posting on my page. And we were like, just obsessed with each other. We were like saying we loved each other and like everything. And then literally the next week. So he left on like Sunday evening and by Friday of that same, like that next week, I was flying to Calgary because he's like, you need to come see me. And I was like, okay. So then I hop on a plane and I fly to Calgary. And so keep in mind, this is like now maybe three weeks into knowing each other. 
And I remember before I flew, like, to Calgary this time to meet him, um, I was, like, like, to come and hang out and see his house and whatever, he had brought up that he was, like, going to Indonesia. And he had, like, this month-long trip. It was, like, two days short of, like, a month. And he was going to Indonesia. I remember just talking. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, we're just kind of shooting the shit. And like, that's awesome. Blah, blah, blah. At that point in my life, I'd never really traveled. Like I had, as a kid, like driven from Alberta to Disneyland, you know, or like around Canada, but I've never been like international plane, you know, anything. And so I just remember, yeah, nice babe. Like, oh, that's so cool. He had it booked like months and months and months and months and months before he even met me. He was like an ex army guy. So it was like him and a couple of his like army buds. And then he was supposed to be going with his ex red flag right there. <laughs> um, but at the time I was like, yeah. um, and so him and his ex broke up and there was this empty seat that he had paid for um, that was no longer being filled. And so, you know, at, but at the time he hadn't really told me all that. He just said like, Oh, I have this trip plan, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, cool. Like just when we're talking about what we're doing in life. So anyway, so I fly to uh, Calgary and go to his house and I spent like the weekend with him. And during this time, you know, again, we like at this point, then we, we consummated the relationship a few times, um, you know, going out, went to the gym together. Like we're like waking up at like five in the morning, like eating our breakfast, like hitting the gym, like my like relationship goal relationships, you know, like he's just beautiful, Ugh, just ridiculous. So we spend the weekend there. I fall even more fucking in love with this guy. And then I get back to, uh, Kelowna and I remember I was in Kelowna for like two days and all of a sudden he texts me and he's like, you want to come to Bali? And I was like, what? And he's like, do you want to come to Bali? And I was like, I can't afford to go to Bali. Like, what? I, I'm sorry. Like, I can't afford that. He's like, no. What? I can't even remember his ex's name. Um, and he's like, blah, blah, blah's seat is open. And we all we have to do is, like, switch your name onto the ticket. Everything's paid for. And I was like, dude, that's, like, a $10,000 trip. Like, to fly there the spot at the villa, we like, there was like a villa rented in Kuda and it was like this crazy huge villa with like cleaners that came daily and like gated and marble floors and like a big old pool in the back. Like it was a, this place was like stunning. And then, you know, plus all the activities that you're in there and the food and that, I'm like, this is like a 10, $12,000. Well, it ended up being like 12 by the end. Cause something happened at the end. I'll tell you all about that. You know? And I'm like, what? Are you serious? Like, I've known you for like under two months, maybe a month and a half at this point, And you are asking me to go across the world with you. <laughs> and they always say like biggest test on a relationship. One of them is like travel together, you know, then you really see what you're all about. And I'm like, um, uh, uh, so I remember I just like, I was like, I'll see if my boss will let me have it off. So then I walk out in, out of my office, go just like sit down at my boss's desk. And I was like, Hey, weird question, but <laughs> so-and-so wants me and keep in mind, my boss met him because he came and sat at my office for like three hours that first day that he showed up. And I was like, so-and-so wants me to go 
to Bali with him. And it was like, at that point it was in like 20 days or no, 12 days or something was when we would have been leaving. And I was like, can I do it? And I'm like, you know, expecting her to say no, because that's not enough notice to be gone for a month, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, let me think about it. And comes back like five minutes later. And she's like, yeah, I mean, I'd be dumb to say no to you for that kind of opportunity. So sure, go to Bali. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, how did this all just happen? So then I call him and I'm like, so my boss said yes. Um, I just have to try to find someone to watch my dog. And I guess I'm coming to Bali. And that was that. So then the next, like, you know, he swaps over the tickets. We get everything organized. I flew my dog um, to Calgary with me when I flew, like, the day before we were leaving to Indonesia. Flew my dog to Calgary. Found someone in Calgary to watch my dog. Um, and, yeah, we I landed. And, like, the next day... We went and flew to freaking Indonesia together. Oh, no. No, sorry. Sorry. It was like two days before I... I landed like two days before we were supposed to leave. And then that's when I lined up because at this point in my life, I still kind of had like an okay connection with my dad. And I was like, I need you to like meet my dad before I freaking fly on the other side of the world with you. So I lined up a meeting with my dad and him and we went and like hung out on my dad's boat and freaking they met and after I thought my dad was going to hate him because my dad hates, like, my dad is really not, he's very, very conservative. My dad was raised a Jehovah's Witness. So tattoos and like all that kind of stuff, my dad, my dad hates that I have them and whatever. But so this guy basically has his entire fucking body tattooed. And, uh, you know, if you saw my ex from like a ways away, you'd be like, dude, he's a douche. He was, he really wasn't. Um, but you know, and, uh, so my dad ended up really liking him. They like bonded on the fact that like my ex ran this like triathlon race that my dad's always wanted to run. And my ex was ex army. And my dad is really, really, um, holds a lot of respect for people that serve. So they, my dad ended up loving this guy and was like, all right, let me know like the address of this fucking villa where you guys are going. So if you go missing, at least I know where to start looking take care of my daughter and have fun in Indonesia. So then, yeah, like two days later, my ex and I get on a plane from Calgary to Vancouver, Vancouver to Taipei, Taipei to um, Bali. And it was like, we left on like the 13th, got there on the 15th time change and just however long the flight was. Traveling itself together was like fairly easy. Like we got along really well. Him and I got along really, really well, especially in the beginning. And I'm just sitting here like this entire thing is free. And I've never left like, I've never flown over like an ocean before, you know? And I'm like, holy shit. Like this is just so surreal. I'm literally going to Bali, which is like one of the you know, everybody dream, not everybody, but you know what I mean? Dreams of like going to Bali and Bali is this magical, like healing place. And trust me, it is. Bali is fucking incredible. So the first place I ever go to, like vacation wise, really is Bali. 
who, like what? Most people go to like Mexico. I've still never been to Mexico. You know, go to Mexico. No, I'm going to Bali. It's completely free. This guy's paying for it. I'm going with this man that is like the perfect definition of like my dream guy to me. And yeah, I just like, it's all for free. Like what the fuck? So we get to Bali and it's just beautiful. I remember we walk into this villa and I'm like, I feel like a straight up royalty like princess this place marble flooring like the pool out in the back was like surrounded by like jungle trees and shit and it's like had these fountains of like these like indonesian statues that were like spewing into the water the water's like that like greeny color there's like freaking lizards and like tropical birds everywhere you go up the stairs it's like a beautiful staircase with these big windows there's like five or six bedrooms in this house there's cleaners that come every day. It's a gated little like villa community. We have our own little private scooters. And I'm just like, how did this become my life? And so we're going to be stuck in Bali for like a month together after knowing each other for like a month and a half. So, you know, overall things went pretty okay. He had a few moments. So I'm just going to say it right now. My ex didn't look the way that he looked oh natural if you know what i'm saying um so when you fly you can't exactly legally take a lot of these things that don't make you look oh natural <laughs> um and so he only took like a few things that i remember he could like smuggle through the airport pretty much um so his cycle if you know what i mean was um he went from taking like, you know, a fucking slew of substances every day to like three, you know, or two. And so that really fucked up his, like, they call it roid rage for a reason, you know? And so it really fucked up his like psyche and like his levels and all that shit. So there was a few moments when we were in Indonesia, like for one night, we got in a big fight. I can't remember what it was about. And, you know, buddies like throwing fucking chairs into the pool and shit, like just psycho kind of rage here and there. And I'm just like, oh, it's okay. You know, it's roid rage. You're like, oh, he's just angry or oh, he's just drunk or, you know, whatever. Doormat, doormat, Cassie. Um, and so, but overall, it's just, it was a great experience. And then... You know, we go to the monkey temples, we have amazing sex in all these like crazy tropical places. I'm like having sex on a fucking beach in Indonesia. Like what? Um, you know, I were like seeing elephants and I know I shouldn't have done this, but they tricked us. I rode an elephant um, with him. Uh, you know, I'm eating all these beautiful tropical fruits and foods and street foods. And we're going to the gym every day. We found this like hole in the wall gym. I was the only girl I ever saw there for the full month. And all the guys there were like these little Indonesian men who probably have never seen a woman like step foot in a gym before. But my ex and I are going every day. You know, we wake up at like five, six in the morning, walk to the gym and then, you know, like eat breakfast. It was just like this dream of a freaking relationship and trip and then towards the end starts to happen and there was like five six of us that were there together and um I freaking everybody's kind of like leaving like you know the first people had to leave like you know two days before and then 
next one was whatever. And so then, like, I knew I had my little, like, itinerary for the flight in my, um, itinerary in my flight. Why is there somebody walking up to my house with a fucking uncarved pumpkin? I, what is going on here? Um, and so I had my itinerary for my flight and I had just like read it wrong. Like, I don't, I don't know. Again, I've never freaking traveled before. So I read it wrong and, um, I am so confused you guys right now. I'm literally sitting recording this podcast and there's a little boy walking up to my house with an uncarved pumpkin. I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on. Um, and anyway, so this freaking what was I saying? So the itinerary. So then I look back and I think I'm leaving on like such and such day, you know? And then I freaking find out that actually I was supposed to be leaving at, it was like, I was supposed to be leaving at like two in the morning, but I thought I was leaving at two in the afternoon. So then I like woke up that morning and I'm like, what the fuck? I like go up to my ex and I'm like, um, babe, I just missed my flight. Like my flight was, I was supposed to be out of here at two and we were going to be on separate flights going back. And I'm like, oh my God. So we completely panicked. This is how the freaking trip got jacked up from like 10 grand to 12 grand was because now all of a sudden my ex had to like get on the phone and like we completely lost that flight. And so then he had to panic move his flight so that we could fly on the same day because or else and then I was going to be needing to leave the only other next available flight was like fucking four days later if like I don't know and so I would have been stuck in Indonesia by myself for like four days when everybody else went back home just insane and then freaking he moves all these flights around rebuys flights cancels you know whatever at the end of it it was like an additional like two grand he had to pay to like get me back to Canada and so we fly back to Canada together it was such a long flight like and we ended up having to like take this huge detour and that it was just nuts also a little bit testy with each other on that one um but overall it was just like crazy we got back to Canada and then of course you know fantastic idea on my part and and his part but we're like fuck it I'm just gonna move in with you (laughs) so when I left Canada a month ago I freaking you know I shipped myself my dog and like a suitcase full of my belongings to go to freaking Indonesia so I'm like full of bikinis short shorts and like tank tops you know and when we landed it was like almost the end of August And so it's starting to get like a little bit chillier in Alberta. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to like, let's, I'm just going to move back to Alberta and I'm going to move in with you. So we like organize all this stuff and my whole, I had like a two bedroom apartment left in, um, fully furnished, you know, whatever in Alberta or in Kelowna. And so we organize like movers and organize all this stuff, get my whole, I just like had these people come and pack my house, move all my stuff. It gets shipped over to Alberta, you know, and yeah, I just like move in with this guy. Like this relationship was so freaking (laughs) fast and crazy. Like it's just nuts. And then, yeah, I lived with him for like a while. Some shit kind of happened and I lived with him for like a while and then I think because he mainly because he like started up that whole cycle that he was off of it really just 
fucked him up, like, level-wise and all this kind of stuff. And there was a lot of very big blow-ups and roid rages and fights. And, I mean, he never got, like, physical or anything like that. But, you know, and then it was, like, a lot of yelling and screaming and, like, he did gaslight and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, our sex life took a huge hit because I never wanted to have sex with him anymore because he was like being so mean all the time. And as fast as it started, it ended. And then that's when I ended up going and living with my best friend for like a year and helping, you know, be like a babysitter for her son and stuff. But you know, we ended up like adopting a cat together during that time too. We like went to the freaking there's like a show jumping thing that happens in Alberta every year. We went there and I think they hold a bunch of different activities and some rescues come. And I remember we went there and there was this little kitten that needed adopting. We adopted a cat. We like lived together in this house. My dog was there and you know, we're doing that like quote unquote, like Instagram relationship, going to the gym every day and just like two super fucking hot people like living life. Um, you know, I'm helping him like freaking shoot things in his ass or his arm stare. Like it, it, we were just, it was so crazy. And like, just that real, that whole thing, like I freaking went to Bali with someone that I had known for like a month and a half. And it's so funny. Anytime I ever say that to someone, they're like, um, you know, you could have like been sold into like a sex ring or something. Like you don't know someone after a month and a half enough to go to fucking, Indonesia but no everything was fine he never sold me into the sex ring and uh I was never trafficked and I went willingly and had a blast and to this day I can say regardless of how it ended and everything that relationship was probably no that relationship was not probably it was the most passionate hot and heavy, like spicy, love-filled relationship I think I've ever been in. It was like two people that at that point in time, now looking back, do I think that him and I were like destined to be together and I missed out on my soulmate? No. But I think at the time of our relationship, we were exactly what we needed for each other. And we were like, two fucking souls colliding into like each other in such a passionate, crazy, heavy way. And to this day, he is the hottest man I have ever been with. I wish you could see a picture of this man. He is the picture of what I find attractive besides maybe a couple inches too short, you know? And the relationship was so fun. And yeah, I got to go to Bali for free. <laughs> Pretty nuts, eh? I mean, pretty nuts. That's like some sugar daddy shit. But nope, we were in love. Um, <laughs> yeah, just nuts. So that's my that's my story of how I flew across the world with a man I had only known for a very very short period of time. Got a free twelve thousand dollar trip across the world. Had some crazy experiences that I would never take back. Met someone who I would never take back. And yeah, moved on with life. So if you're going to take any moral of the story out of this one, it was just supposed to be a funny story. Just fucking do it. Just do it. What? Like what? 
just do it. <laughs> so I hope you guys got a chuckle out of this week's episode. It was just a nice, light episode. Um, and yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week. I hope you guys have a freaking fantastic weekend. Don't forget, move your body, drink your water, do your positive affirmations. And if some really hot guy is telling you that he wants to go to Bali with you for free, just fucking go. Okay? Adios, guys. We will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.